Hi, welcome to the Early Value NFL Betting Podcast. Tonight's guest is an absolute goat of projections. His wide receiver cornerback, Matt Shops, and Friday podcasts are invaluable to me. So I'd like to introduce Mike Plate from ESPN. Mike, how are you? Hey, uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, we're recording this as we start up training camp in the NFL. So uh, a lot going on right now, a lot of news, a lot of uh, transactions and, you know, reports from beat writers. So we're still, you know, we've done a lot of the legwork for the season, right? But we're still learning a lot about what these teams are going to look like this season. Yeah, exactly. This is the uh, fun time now. The, the the videos are coming out about the players catching the balls. There's a lot of smoke about uh, certain players and how they're in the best shape. and. Is trying to decipher some of that. That what's uh, what's the real good stories and, and what isn't. I see Juju Smith-Schuster's having quite a day today with Patrick Mahomes, so I'm sure there's going to be plenty of reports about that now. How he's going to be the replacement for Tyreek Hill and, and uh, maybe uh, go on to have the, one of his best seasons going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mike, just uh, obviously. Your projections are absolutely superb stuff. Uh, for me, for who I like betting on player prop side of things, it's invaluable over the last few years. I listened to as many podcasts that you're involved in, your columns and that. Could you give us a small insight into how you do your projections on a season or weekly basis? Yeah, so, I mean, again, we can spend hours on this, but, uh, <laughs> you know, quite quite a lot of layers to it. You know, if you follow me, you know I do projections about 11 months of the year, you know, after... Uh, the season ends, I tear it down a little bit and kind of, you know, get, get to work on the next season. There's a lot that needs to be researched, including league trends, you know, coaching changes, player trends, team trends, what, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, I'm always, I'm always updating kind of the behind the scenes stuff in the off season as the league, league trends change. Uh, and, you know, obviously as, as we learn more about, you know, who the, who the offensive play caller, caller will be or the coach, or if a player changes teams, I'm always kind of, tweaking for those kind of things so uh, there's a lot of levels to it there's certainly the sort of we'll say automated side of it uh with regressions and uh rate stats and all that fun stuff uh, again it could be a long conversation and then there's the kind of subjective side right which is the percent of targets for example that a player might get uh that is based on some you know some history some pedigree but obviously uh reports and and injuries around that player on the depth chart that things like that so a lot of layers to it but uh you know, it's a process I built a long time ago and just I'm always improving. Yeah, it, it, like you say, the, the amount of work you put in, I know you've just recently updated your list again for every team and every player's stats that have come out. We'll have to put a link into the podcast for it. So on a, on a weekly basis then, Mike, so obviously the week the games go on on a Sunday and then is it a Monday you basically start your preparation for your projections all that week going into the next week of games? Oh man, I, I start Sunday afternoon, you know, once okay. the ones kind of start winding down, that's when I'm already on to the next week. We start getting the data in from those games and I get to work. So, uh, yeah, it's, wow. uh, it's an always evolving, always going on project. I, I mean, I have projections for week 18 right now for next season. If you want, you know, the initial run is kind of wow. set up just so I can update throughout the season and they'll look a lot prettier come week 18, but you know, everything's kind of set up now. And so they're ready to go. Okay. Perfect. I mean, it is, I love it. I love all that sort of sort of stuff to do with stats and the player matchups. If you had to have one stat that you'd look into, if we were say looking into the week's games and and a wide receiver cornerback matchup, have you got 
sort of one stat you would say, this is the one I like to look at that helps me the most? Hmm. Yeah, it's, again, it depends exactly what you're looking at. Uh, you know, I think, you know, as you know, someone who's looked at projections and, and data, you know, football is a very high variance game, you know, so uh, I think the most important thing to do is be prepared to regress stats, right? You know, you, some guys are going to be at the absolute extremes and stuff like that is unsustainable. And, and that's really helpful during the season, especially in the first month or so when uh, it's very high variance and, you know, one big play can really swing uh, you know, a player's statistics, a, a direction you need to be prepared to adjust to that. And if you're playing fantasy, uh, make you know, maybe trade that player away or, or trade for a player that, that's had some bad touchdown luck. You know, I talk a lot about expected touchdowns, expected fantasy points, and a lot of that, uh, expected yards, expected completions. You can go on and on. Um, a lot of that will help you see the opportunity a player is, is receiving and compare that to their actual output. And you could find those guys who are likely to regress to the mean. You know, one guy. Uh, as a quick example here, uh, Joe Burrow, you know, his yes. yards per pass attempt, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could be thrown in this conversation as well, extremely high last season. And, you know, as I've talked about before, history says uh, they're going to drop this season. It's almost a sure thing. Almost no one can sustain uh, yard per attempt marks where they were last season. And, you know, you might be a full yard per attempt down. Uh, we might see a, a full yard per pass attempt decrease for Joe Burrow this season. He could still have a great year but he's probably not going to average what he did last year. So things like that can really give you an edge. Yeah, and I sort of refer back to maybe Patrick Mahomes when he had his first season and he threw yes. for 50 touchdowns. He can still have a great season the next season, but to for him to have repeated that was really not going to be possible. It was very unrealistic. And obviously he never, but he still had, well, he had he had a great season still the same. So yeah, that's um, a that's a great example because a lot that offseason I spent a lot of time saying what you just said. Look, he's still going to be great, might be the best quarterback in the league, but his numbers are going to come down. He's not going to just be at that level. And a lot of people said, Well, you know, nah, I think he's the exception. You know, he's the exception. This guy is just a superhuman. He and he was not, of course. And, and then we heard that with Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. <laughs> you hear it yeah. all the time. And now you're hearing it with Joe Burrow. Now well, they have good receivers. And, you know, he, I think he could do it again. Well, we'll see. Uh, but <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. And they've invested heavily into the offensive line to try and help him. But as you said, the regression does always come about. What, what offense are you most excited about this season, Mike? You know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig a little deep here because I think this is a potential breakout offense that's not getting much attention, uh, certainly in betting and, and fantasy circles, and that's Jacksonville. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence, his efficiency was not good last year, but he played a lot in a lot of games. He was top ten in carries and pass attempts among quarterbacks. It was a bad situation with the coaching issues they had there. He didn't have many guys to throw to. Um, but you know, if, again, if we've learned anything from the past, it's if a quarterback as a rookie has poor efficiency. It's nothing to be too worried about, right? Year two is the big year for quarterbacks. We've seen, again, those first round, second year quarterbacks, year after year after year break out, right? Uh, Burrow is being an example last year. Jalen Hurts being an example. We just mentioned Lamar. We mentioned Mahomes. How about Carson Wentz? He was in the MVP conversation. You could go on and on and on. Uh, I think Lawrence has a chance to make that big leap. Uh, much better supporting cast. Uh, this year, whether it's the targets or Evan Ingram, yeah, Evan Ingram, a tight end, of course, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, the wide receiver, Travis Etienne out of the backfield, Brandon Sheriff on the offensive line, Doug Peterson calls a pass heavy game, and they have the easiest schedule in the NFL right now. So uh, there's really a lot to like about that offense. Uh, I know they don't have the flashiest names at the pass catching 
uh, positions, but uh, you know, Florence is the real deal and he did flash a bit last year, then uh, a huge leap for that offense is possible. Great. I love it. Yeah. They're not a team that a lot of people I'm hearing Detroit Lions are obviously getting a lot of yeah. love with their offense there. One, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of that. As you said, not many people have mentioned the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think in the division they're in, it's it's more than capable. I could see Tennessee coming down a little bit. The Colts are, are good, solid. And then the Texans are obviously a team still in transition. So, um, so yeah, I think that division is all there for someone to maybe take a bit of a leap. Yeah. What on your projections? Have you got a player that from last year going into this year you're expecting a really big leap from, or are they just minor uh, adjustments? Yeah, I mean, oh, there's always going to be a, a, a you know list of guys like that that you expect to make a leap. Um, I think you look at someone like say Kyle Pitts, who you know maybe not the best guy to talk about because his ADP is in the third round and everybody's kind of on him. But you know, you look at you know we were talking earlier about stats. I look at you know look at expected touchdowns. I mean, Kyle Pitts was 11th in expected touchdowns at 5.1 last year. You know, he was top five in targets and yardage. One of the best rookie seasons ever by a tight end at age 20, and yet he had one touchdown. I mean, think about this. If there were 50, 50 NFL players who had 700 or more receiving yards last year, 49 of the 50 had at least two touchdowns. The only one that did it wow. was Kyle Pitts. I mean, just uh, just terrible luck. I mean, the hype on him would be astronomical, uh, even more so than it is now if he just had some better touchdown luck last year. I know that they are still, again, you use the terminology team in transition, still the case here. With Atlanta, especially a quarterback, but uh, you know he's he's in his second year. He's going to be targeted a ton more so than last year. And the touchdowns, even if it's a low-scoring offense, will fix themselves to some extent. So uh, I think Pitts is a guy where the the hype he, he really can't live up to the hype. Okay, perfect. And that sort of rolls into my next question with players that do have a touchdown regression, positive and negatively. As you say, Carl Pitts is an obvious choice for a positive touchdown regression. Is there anyone else that jumps out and also on the negative side where they maybe have caught a lot of touchdown passes on not many catches that you did see is unsustainable? Oh, yeah. Uh, touchdown decreases are way easier than touchdown increases. I mean, it, this is one of those things that's, you know, stats in football are tough to project, but with touchdown regression, it's not that hard. You know, I, I'm hitting that like a I think it's like a 92% rate or something wow. like that over the last seven years. You know, it's not a, it's not super tough to do. So, you know, anytime you see a guy with an extremely high touchdown number, even if their situation is still good, you should expect a dip. So think about someone like Austin Eckler. He had 20 touchdowns last year. You know, he, that could be cut in half easily. You know, I think he'll be closer to say 12 or 13, James Connor, another guy, you know, so busy at the goal line last year and his role should be larger this year without, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, don't don't expect the touchdowns necessarily to go up from 18, right? I, I think, again, they'll come down to the 12 to 13 range. Even Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, uh, Damian Harris, another guy who had a ton of rushing touchdowns last year. Jonathan Taylor, you know, we're talking about some stars in this league. Uh, and, you know, we should expect them all to score fewer touchdowns. And honestly, if all the guys I list and I do an article, it's in our magazine on newsstands and I'll, I'll uh, have a follow up to it on the site with updated players and, and numbers soon um you know probably if i list 15 guys 13 or 14 we'll we'll see a decrease and the decrease will be by a lot you know uh probably an average of six to eight touchdowns per player and it's not just going to be from injury so there's a lot of them 
Um, and uh, again, anytime you see an extreme number like that, you should expect a, a drop. Fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going back to last season, I was looking at betting who would get the most receiving touchdowns. And I'd come across Cooper Cup and I just thought with Stafford joining Norm, he was in actually a nice position with what else they had and in being in the slot a lot. That I actually backed him at 90 to 1 to uh, lead the league wow. in, in NFL touchdowns. So last season was very good. I know a few of the listeners on here had got on it with me. So it was nice that he ran away clear and made that a nice, easy win for us at 90 to 1. It was a very nice uh, end of the season bet coming in. Yeah, Don't great know, call there for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure who this year. There's plenty of markets there to look into as yet. Have you got any rookies that who do you feel that will make the biggest impact on their team going into this season, Mike? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely some rookies. I think uh, one of my stronger takes right now, and I've seen this, if you see my mock drafts or my league drafts that I've done, this is reflected, um, is that the first round wide receivers are undervalued in fantasy. You know, um, most years, those guys are really hyped up. You know, you think about Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith last year, you know, those those guys picked early in the first round or in the first half of the first round generally get a lot of hype. But this year, there's a whole bunch of them. And, you know, I guess maybe the position's a little saturated with receiver talent uh, and they're falling. You know, I think in the mid rounds, even in the double digit rounds, you're able to get some of these guys. So Drake London, you know, we know he's going to play a big role in Atlanta. Uh, love him as a, a mid round target. Uh, Garrett Wilson, even with the Jets, would not surprise me at all if he's a number one for the Jets. And and yet he's going four rounds after Elijah Moore. Right. I mean, yeah. that's like o- almost like taking uh, T Higgins over Jamar Chase last year. Right. So similar dynamic for a pair of young receivers. So um, Wilson in the 10th round, I like him a lot. Traylon Burks, Burks in Tennessee, Chris Olave, love him as a target with the Saints, though. Michael Thomas is looking healthy. So uh, that could be. Uh, a detriment to his volume, but nonetheless like him. And and of course, a running back, Brees Hall is the big one uh, with the Jets. You know, speaking of, of the Jets offense, uh, you know, Hall, I don't think he'll be Najee Harris level of production, but, you know, he should be a top 20 producer right away, even with Michael Carter there. He's a, a very, very good player and should play a big role. Interesting. And then obviously last night, the news come out of Julio Jones going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Have you any thoughts on what that offense could be like? And even more so when Goodwin comes comes back, how how powerful that, that offense will be? Yeah, so I I think a lot of people would consider Mike Evans the number one receiver there. It's really Chris Godwin. You know, and both of those guys are healthy. Godwin's going to lead in targets. You know, maybe Evans busier near the goal line a little bit, but Godwin is uh, Tom Brady's favorite target. We've seen that. Uh, so, and by the way, he's cleared to practice. He's not on the PUP list. So it's pos- possible he plays in week one. Um, but you know, it's going to be Evans. It's going to be Godwin, uh, Russell Gage. Remember they signed him. He's going to be involved here as well. I think what you're going to see is a decrease in tight end targets with no Gronk there. Uh, you'll see Kyle Rudolph, Cameron Bray, Kate Otten, the rookie, those kind of guys will rotate in, but overall the targets go down there and more of those will go to the wide receiver position. But as for Julio, you know, I have him around 40 catches, 500 yards, missing a couple of games. Uh, he's 33 now, you know, he's yeah. missed a lot of action the last two years. He's only scored, I believe it's four touchdowns the past two seasons. He's not what he used to be. He'll, he'll flash, he'll have some big plays, but unless multiple guys get injured here, you know, God would say Godwin's out, say Evans misses time. Then maybe Jones is a, is a must start in fantasy, but otherwise I think he's a late round flyer. Who's going to be very inconsistent. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Mike, I know obviously you're very pushed on time, but just 
give a, a quick Q&A. It's quick get to know the guest. So some easy, quick fire questions for you, Mark, just before I let you go. So if you're ready, we're going to go tea or coffee. Uh, what, what was that, tea or coffee? Yeah, tea or coffee. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, co coffee for me, one cup a day every morning. <laughs> okay, music genre? Uh, indie rock. Okay, Super Bowl winner this year? Ooh, uh, I have to go Buffalo. I think they get it done. Okay, Formula One driver or team? Uh, man, yeah, love this, <laughs> love this question. Uh, I'm still not 100% cemented. I'm a relatively new fan, but I'm I'm like a Max Verstappen. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning toward Red Bull right now. I see. I see you do a lot of Formula One projections now. That's what I, I do. To get I do. I like Christian. Yeah, I like Christian Horner, and Max is just so talented. Perfect. Uh, food favorite food? Oh man, uh, I'll I'll go safe here with pizza, but I could go a lot of directions <laughs> with that. Um, Stefania, Daniel, Field, or Matthew, your favorite and co-analyst. <laughs> well, I can't pick Matthew. I can't pick Matthew. Yeah, right, Matthew's he left. gone, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, he, he left us, uh, so I can't go that way. Um, look, I tough one <laughs> answer. Love them all. Uh, I'll lean Daniel just because I do the DFS show with him, right? So we're we we have that kind of close thing in common. But uh, love Field, love Stefania. You know, they're all they're all the best. Yeah, Daniel is really good on that DFS show. It's it's brilliant. And as you're a hashtag girl dad, same as myself, I'm sure you watch plenty of uh, Disney movies. Favorite Disney movie? Oh man, the way it again, so many ways to go at this. But the way my uh, my youngest, who's very shy, is obsessed with Frozen. Frozen <laughs> will always be close to my heart for that reason. So uh, I'll I'll give a nod to Frozen one and two, both of them. Well, answer yes, my uh, my daughter's my youngest loves Frozen. Okay, Mike, really appreciate you giving up just a small bit of time for me. It's an absolute honor to have you on. I've been a long time fan of your work. If anyone listening hasn't know where you are to find you out, where can people find you, Mike? Yep, at Mike Clay NFL on Twitter, and uh, you know a lot of content or all my content will be over at ESPN.com and ESPN Plus. So sign up and. Uh, you know, tune in fantasy football now, Sunday mornings, fantasy focus podcast. We've got a lot going on. Our, our marathon is in mid August. It's going to be, it's going to be busy now, a lot going on. So uh, hope to see you all out there listening, watching and uh, interacting. Definitely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, as you say, another, another winning season with your wide receiver cornerback matchups and your DFS podcast that will all win some money and we'll have a successful season. Yes, sir. You got it. Brilliant. Mark, thank you again. It's been an honor. I'll speak soon. Everyone listening, thank you. I hope you've all enjoyed that episode. Really great guest to have on. And I'll be back next week with hopefully another top guest to talk some more NFL betting. Good luck, everyone.